Hey guys, you got Christina Gilchrist here, also known as the Dialysis Warrior Blind Chick. And I'm here with my Moosey boy, my Moose the Pomsky service dog. And. Hey, uh, what about me? Oh, yeah, I have Michael Gilchrist is here. The caretaker. And this is Living on Dialysis podcast. And this is a disclaimer we are not doctors. This is just the opinion of Living on Dialysis Facebook group. And always follow up any advice you have with your team and your doctors. And again, this is just an opinion. So if you don't like it, tell me yours. Bye. Hey guys, this is Mike. And Christina. And this is the Living on Dialysis podcast. And today I am super duper excited. You guys all may know her as the Dialysis Diva, but her name is Brielle. Okay, Brielle, you got to help me. Sharilla. Sharilla. That is just so beautiful. I love it. Thank you. Okay, so we are getting your story today and I am excited and take it away. Well, thank you so much, Christina and Michael, for having me here and listening to my story, and I'm just so incredibly honored, and um, yeah, just, I can't wait to just talk with you guys more. Um, So yes, my name is Brielle Sharilla, and um, known as the Dialysis Diva on social media, I live in Columbus, Ohio. And I am a proud 45 years old because I've been doing dialysis for 32 years. That is freaking nuts. That hurts. That That hurts. That is amazing. So so tell us, how how young were you when you were first diagnosed? So I was diagnosed with renal reflux around the age of 12. Um, They did a surgery. So basically what renal reflux is. Yeah. That's like the layman's terms for it. It's like a big word that I don't even want to, can't even pronounce. But (laughs) renal reflux, I was probably born with it. Um, My cousin actually grew out of it. um, Wow. As she got older. Yeah, but I didn't. I had a lot of stress in my life Um, growing up. Unfortunately, my my mom passed away when I was about nine years old. And my brother and I went through this horrendous custody battle, Um, but it all ended up really good. Um, My stepdad, who is, I mean, he's my dad. Yeah. He he raised us, okay, my brother and I. That's awesome. Um, He he adopted us, and so when I was about 12, I was getting, like, bladder infections, um, high blood pressure, stuff like that. They did a test, which was not very pleasant on me 12 years old yeah and they found that I had this renal reflux so they did the surgery to reimplant my ureters in the bladder okay everything was working great everything you know wasn't flowing back up to the kidneys so every time I would go to the bathroom when I was younger just a little bit of urine would travel back up to my kidneys. And and that's the reflux part of it, right? And that's the reflux Okay, part, yep. that makes sense. Okay. Yep. So, I finally got the surgery, and it worked for about a year, 
but then like my labs were looking really bad like creatinine was going up gfr was going down like how well your kidneys are performing that yeah. gfr and then my bun was going up what actually put me into the hospital um i was 13 now was my hemoglobin it was really really low and i would come home from school and just like be really tired um my dad called me a couple times like doing my homework outside and falling asleep on the grass oh my gosh so we knew something was going on i didn't have any other symptoms though like i wasn't puffy um i didn't have all those other symptoms that go with you know the um kidney disease but my numbers were looking really bad so that's when i started peritoneal dialysis Okay. okay, so you started peritoneal the, at the very beginning. Yep. Wow. Yep. And I did the exchanges. Now, this was back in 91, so I didn't do the cycler. Oh, um, wow. I did the exchanges throughout the day. So I did three exchanges um, per day. So one early in the morning, one when I got home from school, and then one before I went to bed. Oh, wow. So all manuals. Yep, all manuals. Okay. And I did that for only about six months because then that's when my dad gave me a kidney. And um, unfortunately, though, it didn't work. Um, I was still in the hospital recovering when it rejected. So they told me that the um, my body was actually rejecting the immunosuppressants. You know, the, the medications that go along with the kidney. Oh, right. yeah. We all know those. Yes. So, I went back on to dialysis. This time, though, I went in center. Okay. When I did PD and did those exchanges, so I'm a petite person, okay? <laughs> I only weigh about 104. I'm five foot. And... You like pocket size. <laughs> Poly pocket, yeah, that's what yeah. <laughs> So the fluid in my belly was sloshing around. Oh. It looked like I was about five months pregnant. Oh. So I got bullied so bad in middle school. I mean so bad. It 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 was not good. Oh, that's so, awful. You know, P D works. I know. It, people can yeah. such, people can be school. such asses sometimes if yeah. they actually and, knew, you know. Especially middle school. Yeah. yeah. You're so yeah. right. Yeah. It was mostly just middle school boys that, you know, just really bullied me. But anyway, um, that's why I switched because usually PD works very well. I know, Christina, that worked very well for you, you know. Yeah. Um. And usually it does for for patients, but for me, I just felt very bloated all the time. Yeah. Um, so that's why I switched. Well, and you were so young, and you're still developing, and that's a lot on yes. a little body. Yes. Yep. You got that right, 100%. So I switched to in-center and actually went to a regular dialysis center with, like, most of the people in there were like 60 or older. Yeah. Yeah. It was freaking scary. 
scary, you know? And these people would come up to me and they would be crying. I didn't understand why. And now, I mean, to this day, I know why they were crying. They, they felt very sorry for me because yeah. I was so young and everything, you know? So I did that for about three years. Um, I actually had a fistula placed in my right arm. And so what happened to that after three years, and Christina, you can vouch for this, um, but mine my, uh, was a fistula. My graph was, or my, my fistula, or yes, my fistula was being <laughs> too good. Okay, yeah, that's yep. what mine did. That's, that's what we I, think a graph is doing, too. Yep, but I was getting symptoms of it, like not really good symptoms. And the symptom I was getting, it's called ascites. Have you guys ever heard of that before? Uh-uh. Yeah, no. So ascites is this apple juice-looking fluid that collects in your peritoneal cavity. Oh, and wow. Why it, yes, why it does that is the balance was off in my body because of the fistula. And what it was doing, it was enlarging the right side of my heart and then creating this ascites. So my, yeah, my nephrologist decided to put me back on PD, which that was fine with me. You know, I just wanted to get that fluid out because I actually had to get my belly tapped a few times and that hurt like hell. Yeah. It hurt so bad. But I'd rather, you know, I'm like, okay, I'll do this as long as I need to. Um, And my brother was getting to the point where he wanted to donate a kidney to me. Okay. So that was back in 98. And so he donated a kidney to me. Unfortunately, the same thing happened. But this time I got so sick. Hmm. It was like my body was telling me, what are you doing? Don't ever do this again. Yeah. But you guys know that kidney transplants, they always, not always, but they usually work for. Yeah. 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 Um, With me, it just rejected right off the bat because I can't take those immunosuppressants. My body just rejects those. And I actually got pancreatitis Mm. from the immunosuppressants. Now, that's just me. A lot of, like like I said before, a lot of patients, you know, they do fine. Yep, it's true. I, I know, like, I know several of patients that have uh, kidney transplants, and they do wonderful. And they're just going on years, and it's just, years. It, when it's it works, years. it's phenomenal. It's like uh, Sam and Lacey. They're going on 15 years now, I think. Oh, yeah. that's wonderful. So, yeah, it's, it, it, it's amazing. You hear these stories of... Yeah. Just and it it it's it's crazy. So and it does kind of just reconfirm how different all of our bodies are. Like we're going through exactly. such similar things, but a body's gonna react different than someone else. So exactly. What, yeah. what what's your blood type? My blood type is A positive. Okay. So at this time, when you were rejecting this second kidney, how old are you? I was twenty one. Oh, with the second one. My goodness. Yeah. I know, it's just like... Ugh, and I turned I turn 21 in May, and it's like, oh my gosh, I have my whole life 
you know, you're 21, you feel like you're, you can do anything. Yep. And just, I, that second one really, like, I almost died from the pancreatitis. Yeah, kind Um, kind of explain the pancreatitis to, I mean, I know we've talked about it before, but let us kind of explain what that is. So pancreatitis, it's when your pancreas is like very inflamed. And at first, guys, they didn't know what was wrong with me. Oh, no. Um, yeah. So I had, not to get nasty, but I would always have diarrhea. My parents actually thought that I had an eating disorder because anytime I would look at food, I would throw up. And I I told them, I want to eat so bad. It's like, I want to eat that food. But I couldn't because your pancreas basically, it's like so inflamed that it makes the body do stuff, you know? Um, So finally, they caught, I, I went to this other doctor. We went through like, I don't know, four or five doctors, found this specialist. He's like yeah she's got pancreatitis she can't eat because i was like in and out of the hospital the interesting thing is like when i got it they said that there's only two things that causes pancreatitis and they said either you're drinking way too much or you're just eating awful processed food 24 7 and so so they they put her in this box and it's like and and kind of the same thing where Christina was losing and losing and losing weight. Yes. Because same thing, anything she ate would make her sick. So yep. if, if yes. so yes. every time she ate it would cause the pancreas to work, which was inflamed, which caused belly damage and throwing up and so it's just this you know, domino yep. reaction where you're yep. hungry, you eat, it makes you more yeah. sick, but yeah, yet you're yep. hungry because you wanna eat and your body's kinda of doing what it's supposed to be yeah. doing, but Absolutely. every time every time you do, you're getting sick. Yeah, and that was the same thing know, with Christi- yeah. Christina. She was getting like bone, bone thin, and what, finally we took her into the doctor. Like it has to be something, and that's yes. when they finally diagnosed pancreatitis too. Pancreatitis, yeah. Yep. And you know, guys, I got down to about sixty-five, seventy pounds. Oh I can't my really goodness. I was skin and bones, and once they knew what it was, you know, couldn't even have water because that would yep. start my pancreas to, like, go into, if you will, convulsions. And <laughs> your kidney disease, like, you have to limit your fluid. And so they're like, well, all we can do is have you drink a ton of water. I'm like, I can't so, do that. Yep. And what they did for me was they put me on TPN. Do you guys know what that is? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't. I'm okay. Like a, yeah, a I don't. Tube. Let me know. It's basically a feeding tube. It was uh, um, placed in my chest. And okay. I think it's total protein nutrition. Yeah. So it has all the lipids in it that you need. Um, it does have, like, you know, f- water and fluid. Yeah. But it's got all the nutrition that you need to basically stay alive yeah okay and you you don't have you don't have to eat okay it, it covers yes. all of that so it's basically yep. making it so you don't have to use your pancreas yes yeah okay exactly so for about i was on that for three months and then finally 
my doctor said, okay, we're going to try some food. Don't get too excited. It's only going to be fat-free candy. Okay. So I was, I was eating, like, nerds and lollipops. <laughs> and, and so we started slow because I couldn't have anything with fat in it. Right. So after the candy, I started doing, like, low-fat bread, um, you know, like, solids after that. Yeah. And then once that cleared and all my, like, analase, lipase, all the, um, those fat levels, once those were okay, yeah, I started, like, adding a little bit more fats here and there. So were you doing were you doing PD during this time as well, or were you doing hemo? I I was I went so after the kidney transplant, they placed a catheter in my chest. They pulled out the PD okay. catheter. Okay. And I yeah I was in center. Okay. Then. Okay. So you were doing uh, dialysis CBC. Yes. Okay. Yep. And then, so that was back in 98, 2001 is when, like, I had my catheter for that long. 2001 is when they pulled my chest cap and placed a graft okay. in my upper thigh. Oh, why so did I, they, I, why did they choose that? So, they actually, okay, so back up a little bit. They actually put a graft in my left arm. But that thing didn't work at all. They stuck it like two or three times and it clotted off. Oh, goodness. So then they placed the graph in my thigh, which I will tell you, I absolutely love. Yes, I am using the word love, having it in my thigh. Oh, my goodness. And are you still using that graft? Yes. Wow. So you've used that graft for almost 20 years? So I did have it revised back in okay. 2008. Okay. And that's that. So that's a story. Let me tell you. My oh. late husband actually saved my life. Hmm. Um. Yeah. I had a little pseudo aneurysm that exploded on the venous side. Oh my gosh. And we were we had date night. You know, we're out at, at this Mexican restaurant. I knew something was wrong with it, so I got it checked out. The vascular surgeon's like, oh, just keep an eye on it, keep it clean, you know. And two days later, it opened up. <gasps> I looked down. There was already like a foot diameter of blood around my leg. Oh, or my. around my foot. Around my foot. <sighs> I looked at my husband. My husband just he he knew exactly what was going on. Um, he used to be a chiropractor. Okay. And so he shouted for the hostess to call 911. He carried me um, to the bathroom, took off his belt, wrapped his belt around my femoral artery, oh my. pulled my, well, first he pulled my pants down. I will tell you guys, it looked like a murder scene in that bathroom. I believe it. Every time my blood pumped, it would like squirt out, like, like oh. how you're your heart pumps yeah oh my gosh and it looked like if you would have if you've taken like a garden hose and put a little pinprick through the garden hose and the water comes out that's how it looked and my my late husband he saved my life he saved my life Hmm. that night 
That's yep. that's amazing. He just put pressure on it and he waited until, you know, the emergency squad came and most people, my doctor told me, the vascular surgeon, he was like, nine times out of ten, people die from this, Brie. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, my gosh. So I had that, that one revised, and they put fresh new graft material um, in my leg. So, so I no longer have the 2001 graft. But I've had the same graft since 2008. So, so what do you what do you love about the thigh graft? If you don't mind me asking, I there's several things that I love about it. Um, one, I can hide it really easy. Okay, <laughs> that's good. But I would say the top reason why I absolutely love a thigh graft is I'm on home hemo, <laughs> and I get to use two hands with it. Ah, okay. Because you're so, solo. I'm solo. So yeah, you hook now, up my, and you can just yeah go do I whatever with your hands. Two, okay. Use my two hands. Um, hook myself up. Stick my needles in. You know. So um, press the buttons. You know. So wow. yeah. So going on that, when you had your second graft placed, uh-huh. when when did they introduce you to home hemo? Were you already on it okay. or? So. From 2001 to 2012, I was in center. Oh my gosh, that is such a long time. I I think what started it all was my nephrologist came in to do, you know, in center rounds, you know, the monthly lab stuff, going over that. Yeah. He must have went to like a next stage seminar or... I don't know. He he did something. He was so excited when he came into the center. He went right to me and he said, "Bree, I think you would make an excellent candidate for home hemo." I looked at him like he had three heads because oh. I was so scared of needles. I had the biggest phobia. Oh my goodness! <laughs> with needles. Because my in-center folks, they would, or my my team, you know, the nurses and techs, they did all the sticking, and I would actually turn my head and not look at the needles going in. Yeah. The other thing, too, um, I really just didn't want a big, bulky, clunky, loud noise machine in my apartment. Yeah. But... The more I learned about it, and the more my team, that's why our team is, like, so important, you know? Like, yeah. I absolutely adored my nurses and techs. You know, they become family when you see them. They do, right? You know? They really do. Yeah. And when you find a good one, it's it, it, it's honestly like family. So. And my favorite techs they, uh, were Randy and Aaron. And they just, you know, they cheered me on like, Brie, you can do this. I know you can do this. You can stick yourself. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to lie, it took it took baby steps. What? Yeah. Um, but I remember driving to dialysis and thinking, because I used to take myself to and from dialysis. I'm thinking, all right, you got this, girl. Come on. You mm-hmm. can put at least one needle in today. 
So I went up to Randy, and I'm like, Randy, let's put one needle in today. I'm going to do one needle. And he's like, oh, my gosh, sister, yes, let's do this. I'm here for you. Come on. Let's do this. Oh. And I tell you what, guys, I put one needle in that day, and I felt like I was on top of the world. I felt oh. like I could do anything. That is amazing. And, and on that, we actually had a phone interview with a uh-huh. clinic and all that stuff. And there was a kid that was petrified of needles, the same thing. And I told him, give it one week. Give it one yeah. week. I, guarantee, I, I, mean, I, I don't guarantee it, but I promise you, doing it yourself yes. is night and day. You feel it. You can, you can guide so right. it. You feel it yep. against the side of the wall. I mean, just yep. little things where, where they're fumbling around trying to yes. trying to stick. You're like, hey, push it over just a little, you know. Yep. And, yes. and, and I hope he takes my advice on that of just stick yourself a couple times. Uh-huh. And so kind of the same thing. Of, I know you're petrified, but who knows your body better than you do? Yep. Exactly. So. And what I, what I tell patients, I'm like... Would you want somebody to bite you, or would you want to bite yourself? Yeah, and yeah. They always say, "Oh, I want to bite myself." Of course you do. And what I've known with sticking myself is I can feel the outside and the inside, yep. like you were saying, Michael, right? And I notice too, you know, it hurts less when I do it, and knock. You know how. So I say knock on wood, and, like, I'm totally going to take that from you when you said knock on filter. Yeah. Knock on filter, I've never infiltrated myself. Wow. Gosh. Unlike some of the people who have when I was in center, you know? Yeah. That is amazing. Okay, so... so, how it all started with home hema. Okay, so you went home. When, When did you become an advocate? I became an advocate two years ago with Next Stage. Okay. And I absolutely, positively love it. Um, just a huge advocate with pe- um, patients sticking themselves, you know, like you guys yep. said. Um, that is, like, number one for me because if they can stick themselves, why aren't they home? Yeah. You know? Yeah. That that and see and, and 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 I, I I don't really care what machine. Of course, you know, we we, we yeah. promote whatever. But I don't care what yeah. machine you what machine you do. Just go home. Yeah. Go home. And and when yes. just doing this podcast, when we were looking up the stats and all that stuff, I'm like yeah. back in the seventies and eighties, it was over. Was home. Yeah, it was like forty forty five percent were home. And then yeah. government got involved, made it a hospital procedure, and it's amazing uh-huh. how quick it went to, oh, no, 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 I can't go home, I can't go home. And the light you see go off in people, uh, you can go yeah. camping. You, can, you know, we, we just recently went camping a couple weeks ago yeah. where we did treatment up, up, in, the, up in the mountains. And it, it was amazing. And the amount of messages you get of, how did you do this dry camping? How did you do this? What generator are you using? The light that goes off in people's heads of, oh my God, we wow, can't. Wow, yeah. that is an option. You know? it, it just, yeah, it blows their minds because I, I don't think enough people that I have talked to, like patients that I have talked to in some of these centers, they don't even know that there is home hemo. No. Yeah, it's so you true. Know? 
It, 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 yeah, and it's amazing. It was, we're, we're trying to convince our local clinics here to just put up a board. Put up a board of yes. pictures going down the hall or something of Christina on the motorcycle. Yeah. Up in the mountains. You know, yep. just little things like that. And all they have to do is see one, and it starts that itch. And it, 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 it's amazing how quick people just be like, we had no idea. And it's kind of the yep. same thing with us. We knew about PD, and then uh-huh. we went to a dinner luncheon thing, and Sam spoke. And it was, oh, my God, we can yeah, do this it was as well. Next, it was a next stage dinner as well. And, okay. and it, yep. our, our jaws hit the floor because we're like, wait a minute, you can actually do home, home hemo. hemo. And, and yeah. Christina's been doing this, geez, early 20s. Yeah. And we never yeah. knew either. It, it's, it's, it's crazy how much you get closed off in this dialysis environment where you don't talk to anyone, you don't associate with anyone. You're like, I can't, I can't talk about my medical. That, that's got to change. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yes. I okay. Totally agree. So let's, let's talk about uh, the fitness side of Bully. Oh. Yeah. So we... Yeah, I have something in common. Absolutely. I know. So, Amongst so, other things. Tell us, tell us your fitness journey that you've done while you've been on dialysis. Absolutely. So I've always worked out ever since I was 19. My dad tried to get me to work out when I was around 16, but I just wasn't into it. Yeah. And then when I turned 19, um, my best friend Jason would go to World Gym. And I'm like, all right, let me try this, you know. And... I just absolutely fell in love with it the second time. Um, I actually worked for him at a nutrition store, and I was seeing results. And it just, I don't know, I just i just fell in love with working out when I was 19. So I worked out really hard and then actually did a show not until, oh my gosh, that would have been 2006 is when I did my first competition. That's amazing. And I had the leg graft, and um, it just, like, I did it because I wanted to inspire other dialysis patients. Yeah. You know? That you can work out. Um, yeah. You don't have to, like, just not do anything, you know? If anything, just walk or do the bike. Yeah. Then just a lot of patients in my center hardly did anything. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I wanted to do that, you know? Um, And just say I did a competition and I came in second place. That's freaking amazing. (laughs) That's insane. And I've noticed with me and my fitness, like, your level's going to change at times. Sometimes you're a little bit sicker. So go sit on that bike, you know? Yep. And other times, it's like you feel so strong and powerful. It's like, yes. don't hold me back. Yep. So, exactly. especially with the in-center, uh-huh. what advice would you give for supplements, pre-workouts, stuff like that when oh, you yeah, are doing in-center? It is so important to keep your albumin up. Yeah. Um, so, what I do, what I take is branch chain amino acids. I actually take um, Ultra Human. Okay. 
they come in like variety of flavors and it's refreshing it's not like chocolate or vanilla or strawberry Hmm. these flavors are like orange crush um sour candy that's one of my favorites um what's the other one i like oh dragonberry is kind of like a fruit punch okay but it keeps my albumin up guys it keeps it up to like anywhere from 4.8 to a 5 wow and we all know if our albumin is higher we're gonna feel better yeah and do better you know on dialysis what um i love to eat um protein you know like lean protein um, usually grass-fed, organic, um, but yeah, that branched-chain amino acid for me, it really helps keep my albumin up, um, and also, you know, it helps with endurance and strength, um, that's my number one, um, supplement. Okay, that's awesome. we'll get, we'll get a, uh, we'll get a link from you, and we'll, okay. we'll, we'll put that on the, we'll put that on the podcast as well. What about, like, do you um, do a pre-workout, or is that... So, I do. Once in a while, I will take a pre-workout, and it's called... I don't know if it's still on the market, because Jason used to make this. Now, he's my best friend. He used to make this. It's called Focus Fury. Okay. He actually made it geared toward um, patients on dialysis. So, <gasps> wow. it's low in potassium, low in phosphorus, and so is that... Um, the branch chain amino acids too. He okay. actually made that also oh my for dialysis patients. That's yeah. way cool. That is amazing. Isn't that awesome? Yes. He's amazing. He's awesome. I've known Jason since, gosh, he was 15 mm. and I was 16. So, wow. yeah, his his family is like my second family. So. Well, it, but, is, is he on the group? not a big Facebook well, Instagram fan. Well, damn it. Give it, but give him all information. <laughs> yeah. Maybe one of these days. Hopefully, you know what? He's got to hear the podcast. That, that, that would be, that would be awesome. Yeah. So. And maybe he will, you know, hop on uh, Facebook. That'd be really cool because I'd love to, I'd love to get some yeah. posts or something showing the different products and what he uses and what, what he yes. recommends. Yeah. That'd be so, way cool. It's so hard to find something that really does fit yeah. into the perimeters we have to follow. Exactly. So that's incredible. There's, there's no sugar in this. It's, <sighs> it's, it's, um, monk fruit. It's sweetened with monk fruit. Oh, okay. That's and amazing. And we can have that. So wow. you guys, I will send one to you. Oh That'd my be gosh. Cool. That's awesome. That'd be really cool. I'll, I'll ship you out one. Okay. Um, you guys can, try it and maybe like i don't know make a video see what you think about it oh hell yeah okay, yeah for let's sure. for sure do okay. that yeah that's awesome all right so yeah. you've been doing home hemo forever you've been doing you've been working out you've been killing it you've been just been doing amazing uh-huh. so we we try to wrap things up with okay. tell us one main thing of how the dialysis diva is living on dialysis. I am living on dialysis by traveling. I absolutely love to travel. And so I just take my machine with me. Um, I've seen your case. It's absolutely amazing. 
So um, I also one more, one more thing. Okay. I started a business about a year after I started Home Hemo. Okay. With uh, pet sitting, so I have my own pet sitting business. I started Aww. that in 2013. It's still going on, going strong. That's awesome. That's awesome. And my little my little Chewy Wan here. I've actually have him right here with me. He's my little emotional support dog. So. He travels with me. He goes to pet sits with me. Awesome. Unfortunately, I, I wish I could take him to like dialysis centers. Maybe when, you know, COVID thing is right. whatever, you know. Yeah. But um, yes, I started my own pet sitting business. My gosh, I and love that. That is how I live. That is amazing. A full and healthy life. I tell people you can live a normal life on dialysis you just it's your mindset yep it's what you think between those two ears exactly it's so true i am just honestly i'm so glad we know you and i'm so glad you came on the podcast because everyone's gonna hear your story and just get amped yep and definitely let's let's get some links and we will post this all over because your story is absolutely amazing and kind of the same thing with Christina just how positive you are and how happy you are it's almost it's it's almost just too much how the hell are you guys just so happy (laughs) so I mean it it, it, it's amazing yeah yeah it's true we still we still have a smile at the end of the day and yeah that's what's absolutely amazing is you guys have this disease you guys have this trial yet you don't let it define you guys yeah so absolutely yep all right well Blee, you guys you have been absolutely amazing yeah and thank you You so much for showing your story and i am keeping your phone number (laughs) definitely call me text me send me funny stuff whatever you want Hell yeah. We, That's we awesome. We are locked now as, okay. as friends. Absolutely. <laughs> so, Thank you guys so much. Not a problem. Thank you. Thank you. You're amazing. All right. Well, uh, I was excited for this movie to come out. It's actually released on uh, DVD. So I bought it streaming. It is Jurassic Park Dominion. Um, I know I've reviewed this before, but hey. It's got dinosaurs. It's freaking awesome. So, uh, Jurassic Park World Dominion, uh, four years after the destruction of Isla Nublar, bias and operatives attempt to track down Maisie Lockwood, while Dr. Ellie Sadler investigates a genetically engineered swarm of giant insects. This stars Christopher Pratt, Bryce Dallas Howard, Lauren Dern, Sam Neill, Jeff Goldblum, Wanda Wise, Mamuma Athi, Isabel Sermon, and just quite a few people. Uh, Campbell Scott, he was from the first one. He was uh, Dodson. So, and then B.D. Wong. This, this pretty much, if you saw Jurassic Park 1, then you know the people that are in this. So, here is the preview. I wanted to show them something that wasn't an illusion. Something that was real.
touch. Creation is an act of sheer will. Life will find a way. We can't keep her here forever. They find her, we're never gonna see her again. We gotta protect her, that's our job. Humans and dinosaurs can't coexist. We created an ecological disaster. Ellie Sadler. Alan Grant. You didn't come out all this way just to catch up now, did you? You coming or what? We're racing toward the extinction of our species. We not only lack dominion over nature, we're subordinate to it. Okay, so that was the preview, and uh, I, again, anything with dinosaurs is going to be absolutely amazing. They did great with the animatronics, but the cool thing about this movie is it has some extras of how they do the computer generation, generating stuff, and that's always pretty cool, but then it has this uh, short uh, movie, and it is actually really cool. It's some people out camping, and you know how... You know, you're out camping and you see a deer walk up or a moose. Well, imagine if it was a dinosaur. So that's kind of the story that it has for the short. And it's really cool. Um, I really like this movie. It's probably my least favorite out of all the, the Jurassic Parks. Um, when this came out, they actually did a double feature where we watched the original Jurassic Park on the big screen. If you ever have that opportunity, I would, I would do it. Um, because the original Jurassic Park, it's absolutely amazing. Um, the one thing that really bothered me about this movie was uh, just because they won the first one doesn't, doesn't mean that they have to have a lead role in this one. Um, Jeff Goldblum, he, he used to be the heartthrob, badass actor 30 years ago. I mean, he was the fly. I mean, he was just... He's not that anymore. He's a grandpa. And I don't think he can really act like uh, 
he was 30 years ago. So it's, you know, he, he does the apartment commercials now. So I just thought it was kind of cheesy that he tried to play this badass. Um, but, uh, I thought, I thought it was really good. So go buy it. It's actually, uh, one of those that you want to have in your collection. I just wanted to add a little section in between uh, Bree's uh, interview that she did. That was absolutely amazing. Bree, you're the dialysis diva and you are one of our heroes. And we hope to be sitting down and having a coffee or maybe a protein shake or pre-workout with you eventually here in the future. So uh, I just wanted to tell you guys how proud of Christina I am. She has been working so hard to become an advocate, and honestly, she's always been an advocate. Her positive attitude, her just, she just has a voice, and the stuff that she's been through just almost hypnotize you of, wow, this lady gets it. Um, she did a couple of her first clinics where she went and talked to patients and stuff like that, and watching the patient's eyes open up was absolutely amazing. Like, they, they look at her, and you, you don't see dialysis. When you look at a patient that's doing dialysis, you usually don't know they do dialysis. And, you know, you got people hooked up to the machines in clinic. They're just crying, or they're just devastated. And they look at Christine like, you have no idea. I have these needles poking out of me. I have this bumpy arm from a fissure, and I don't want to talk to you. And Christina just kind of gets down to that level and holds up her arm and goes, hey, I'm in the same club. And they see that her arm is almost like chopped liver. And then the lady's like, oh. And then she pulls down her shirt a little bit and shows the CBC. She's like, hey, I'm part of the CBC club also. I've been doing this for over, I've been doing this for about 20 years. And she just tells them what she feels from the heart about home hemo, about PD, about the freedom that you are available to have. It's kind of like listening to Bree's story. The fact that she's been doing this 32 years is absolutely amazing. And so next time you see someone that's having a hard time, get the story behind of why they're having a hard time. Um, that also goes for care partners. I had an extremely rough week this week. We had so many surgeries. We had the new CVC. We had trying to get the extra fluid off because we had problems with our graft. So lots of stress. And I was doing paperwork this week. And it was, it was like I was a kid in a gauntlet that couldn't even write the alphabet. I was messing up left and right every single thing I did until finally I had to sit sit down with my boss and be like, hey, I'm overwhelmed. I need, I need some time. So I didn't take time off, but I, I just had to let them know that I'm having a hard time. And don't be afraid to tell that. And I even stayed a little bit extra after my shift to catch up paperwork because I made some mistakes and I pretty much told my boss, I'm gonna fix it. And I can say, I did. Now, did I cause headaches from it? Absolutely. Engineers, all those people that I submitted the paperwork to, 
really sucks that they had to go through that. So, if they listen to this, I apologize. But, uh, I fixed it. And tomorrow is a new day. And again, Christina, I am so proud of you. You are inspiring so many people. The podcast that we do, the group that we do. If you don't even know what dialysis is, I hope you're listening to this and I hope you get on the page because dialysis isn't just a disease that you die from. Dialysis is something that you can survive, you can thrive. And I mean, look at Christina, look at the videos. It's absolutely amazing. If you haven't been on Dialysis Diva's page, get on it. They are so inspirational. And it is so humbling when normal people, and I use that in quotes, complain about the stupidest stuff. I, I come home and I'm exhausted and I'm tired and I'm ornery. And, you know, I'm like a typical couple. We snap at each other. And I snap at Christina, and it's like, what am I doing? Can I even imagine what, she, what she's going through on a daily basis? So sit back, look at the situation, and if you haven't congratulated Christina yet, I would say personally send her a message, call her, send a carrier pigeon, because she has been working so hard at this. So uh, I just wanted to add that. And uh, here is uh, mine and Christina's. So, see you guys. Alright, Jaws 3D. The previews before the movie. The Woman King. That's um, the all-woman African warrior movie. It looks pretty good. Um, Tar, which starts out with a woman puffing out smoke. And it sort of goes for like five minutes. And then she's leading an orchestra. It's weird, but... Might be good. Black Adam. Now, I'm excited for this one. This has Dwayne The Rock Johnson. This is done by DC. So, basically, a it's a basically a good guy, but he doesn't care who he kills. And it looks freaking amazing. I hope this and Shazam are what make DC movies successful. Uh, next one is Tickets to Paradise. Uh, this one looks kind of cheesy, but it looks funny, too. Julia Roberts and George Clooney. Still on a comedy divorce couple that's trying to convince their daughter not to get married. And, you know, just the typical story that looks cute. I don't even know how to say this one. This is the new Christopher Nolan movie. And all because of this name, I don't think it's going to do good. Oppenheimer. Um, it's weird and even a weirder name. So, I don't know. Um, this is one of the first 3D movies we've done in a long time. Basically... You guys know Christina has limited eyesight. She has no central vision. So with the old-time red and green glasses, they'd give her a headache. I told her the new ones, they just kind of look like sunglasses. So she was actually able to go watch this and enjoyed it. I don't know how much 3D she got, but I'm sure she got a little bit. So the 3D previews with this uh, Jaws 3D movie was Avatar, The New Way of Water. It looks absolutely amazing in 3D. It was really cool. Um, the other 3D preview was Black Panther Wakanda Forever, Marvel Studios, so of course it looks amazing. And since the original actor died, I think they're going for a female side of it. Looks amazing. And then, of course, as you all know, 
that stupid, stupid, stupid AMC commercial with Nicole Kidman. So here's the theatrical trailer for the 1975 movie trailer. Jaws 3D. It came out in 1975. Well, the original came out in 1975. The 3D version came out in 2022, and uh, it is absolutely amazing. Um, we have always stayed away from 3D movies because in the past it was the. If if you're too young to remember this, but they used to have glasses that had a red one and a blue one, and you'd have to put those on, and then you'd be able to see the 3D on the comics or the movies, and they really gave you a headache, and it was really bad. Christina could never do it because, as you know, she has limited eyesight. So it would give her a headache, and she could never see the 3D because she would either have to look through one eye or the other. With these new sunglasses, they actually, I think she was able to see some of it. Not much, but it didn't give her a headache. So the olden days of where if you wanted to see it in 3D or not in 3D, just go and put the glasses on, not a big deal. It's not going to make you sick or anything like that. At least I don't think it will. Um, the movie is starring Roy Schneider, Richard Dreyfuss. And if you don't know who those people are, you're way too young. Um, Richard Dreyfuss actually did a movie called Holland Opus. And uh, he was a conductor and wrote music. And was a high school music instructor. And music was his life. And then he had a deaf son. And he, you know, was like, why would God do this to me? And he realized that the vibration and the lights, he was able to communicate with the sun through music. So if you've ever been to a music show and the lights are flashing, it's usually for the deaf people in the audience. And it's actually kind of cool that he's the one that invented that. I had a deaf sister, so kind of resonated when I was younger. So go see that movie. And just remember, Mr. Holland Opus, it's a really cool movie. Um, this movie was also directed by Steven Spielberg you don't know who that is, same person that directed Jurassic Park, so he's pretty much badass. Um, when a killer shark unleashes chaos on a beach community of Cape Cod, it is up to the local sheriff, a marine biologist, and an old sea hunter to hunt the beast down. Well, honestly, if you don't know what Jaws is, you need to move out from under that rock you under and go watch a movie. Get out. It's fun. 
it's only least for a couple hours. Go on a date to the movies. Hell, take your boyfriend, take your girlfriend, take your wife, take your husband. Hell, maybe take them both. Just, I don't suggest at the same time. So, uh, just go see a movie. They're freaking awesome. Hi, guys. Hey, guys, this is Mike. And Christina. This is the Living on Dialysis podcast. We just got done talking to the amazing buoy, the dialysis diva. And she definitely is. Yeah, she absolutely is. Her story, if you didn't listen to it, go back, listen to it five, six, seven times. Because it is absolutely amazing and it's inspirational. She is definitely one of my heroes now. Yeah. Because... Just so powerful. She really is. And the positive attitude that she has with all of the trials that are given to her is just amazing. Yeah. Um, So I wanted to kind of go into a little bit of detail of uh, what your aspect was when it comes to the fitness environment, when it comes to the dialysis community, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so I feel like I feel like fitness is super important for all of us. I think that one, it's super important to know your limits. I w- I would absolutely agree with that. And something I tell Christina all the time is, you don't need to be a rock star and be competing with everybody at the gym. <laughs> um, she has a sister that's extremely active. Say hi. And she's my baby sister. Her name's Kashina. And I have to beat her. And and I have to tell her, listen, you go at Christina level. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with going at Christina level. It was which, really hard for me to get that in my head. I've just accepted that recently. She did because she would actually go way, way over the top. <laughs> And she would regret it for what a week later sometimes. Yeah, there was there was bad moments. And I would have to and, and, and it would actually it would actually put her in bed for almost a week sometimes. Yeah. Because she just overdid it. She did not know how to just do Christina level. Yeah. So I think like that's a big thing to remember when you're at the gym is you were working out as a person with kidney issues or straight up kidney failure. So give yourself a break. Absolutely. And there was times where she was extremely sick. And one of the biggest things that I would ask her to do is just do baby steps. Get up and just walk the stairs. And then do baby steps from that. Go and just walk outside. It is amazing what vitamin D can do for you. So true. And... I would, and, and the reason I would push it so hard, and, and I know she would get mad at me sometimes because she'd just be like, I just can't. And I'm like, I understand that. But the difference between Christina that, that wouldn't push herself just a little tiny bit yeah, and the, and the Christina that would just, I, I hate to say it, but wallow in bed because that, that, I hate that term. Because if anybody deserves to say hell with it and stay in bed for the day, it's Christina. And sometimes it's not a wallow. It's, it is necessary to give your body those, that, sleepy, that sleep time so your body can heal. And so you can get through these moments. I think the biggest thing is, one, don't use kidney disease 
or kidney failure as a crutch. Crutch. I, you, I would agree. You know when you can push yourself a little more. And ultimately, in the long run, all of our goal is to feel better. And if you're getting up and moving, whatever level it's at, you're going to feel better. So let's start off at the beginning. Um, uh, PD dialysis. What yes. advice would you give on someone? Now, someone just reached out to me recently on the Living on Dialysis Facebook group. Yeah. If you haven't joined, get in there. Join it. She also has a page, Blind Chick Living on Dialysis. Go <laughs> check it out. There's tons of awesome videos, awesome advice. Awesome people. There really is. And the group has just exploded. It is just an amazing group. Even if you don't participate, come in, look at the posts, look at the comments, and it is amazing how just one comment can associate with you and be like, oh, my gosh, I had no idea. Yep. So, and, and the reason I, I say that is there was a lady recently that, that reached out and her main comment was, how do I do stomach exercises when on PD? Yeah. So let's, let's, let's just use, use PD in general. How, what advice would you give to somebody that wants to work out and she's on PD? Yeah. Or he. Okay. So, yeah, the one thing my doctors told me flat out was, what do you need from me? I need her to hit blood pressure. She doesn't understand my sign language. Hit your blood pressure, woman. I'm doing blood pressure. Yeah, she's doing treatment right now. So, that, yeah. So, blood pressure. Go ahead. But, so I know that my doctors were really adamant with me not to have fluid on while you're doing any sort of ab workout at all. So make sure you're drained completely when you're doing abs. Also, like, start small. If something hurts, stop doing it. Yeah, and and some of the advice I gave this lady was do your modified. Do the bare minimum and then walk your way up from there. So if, if somebody's doing crunches... Just barely lift your head. Yep. And then the next, and then see how that feels. And definitely don't push it too quick or too fast, but then work your way up to, okay, you're actually doing a little crunch. And then you're actually able to actually do maybe even a sit up and stuff like that. I think kind of for me is I realize to be nice to my body. And sometimes we go in there and we are just focusing on pushing ourselves as hard as we can and that's that's not always what your body needs so be nice to your body and i would tell christina you don't need to be balls to the wall just do christina yep and then if you want you can expand from that you can you can push yourself a little bit more for this goal and then this goal but start at the low level christina you know just the low level and then work your way up from there yeah it's and so there's true. absolutely no, and and I I'll, I'll be the first to say that you you blow tons and tons of people out of the water at the gym. I mean, I've seen you working out, and 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 I hate to say it, but I, usually I'm the one needing a little <laughs> bit more motivation because you're over there sweating buckets, and it pushes me to okay, I need okay if she can do this, I can too, and it's honestly the truth. If you ever don't want to feel like working out check out christina and her working out Uh, it is absolutely amazing and any excuse that you ever have doesn't apply anymore 
So get out though, even if you're not on dialysis, get out there and start walking out. And I think and, too, like um, with us being sick, we're sick people. That's a fact. And with us being sick, we don't have that strength that we want to have. And when you go to the gym, you feel powerful. And we've had a lot, we've had a lot taken away from us with this process. And any amount of confidence, power, any level is good for you. And even if, even if it's just going and like you said, you don't feel, feel up to it, you're just going to ride the bike. Yeah. That's totally fine too. Just the fact that you're out there getting your blood pumping. Yeah. Is, and, and I'll be the first, I'll, I'll say night and day difference between Christina that doesn't work out and the Christina that does. Yeah. It, you have this pep, you have this energy, you have, you know, your Barbie doll princess workout chick. Whatever. You know, you walk out and your, your ponytail is all bobbing left no, and right. I'm scary and muscly and mm, tough. No, you walk in a room and do a cheerleader move and you're a little princess basically but <laughs> it, it, it's amazing the energy that you have yeah so a little bit on on going back to the pd um the reason she would have to join is there's a lot of people that get a last fill yeah right? okay so just make or sure even manuals if you're on manuals during the day like you do not want to put that pressure on your peritoneal cavity because you can cause a tear you can cause damage. So just make sure all fluid is off. Even if after you work out, you put it back on. Yep. That's fine. But just be empty while you're working out. One, because nobody wants to be sloshing all that fluid around. You know, that doesn't, that doesn't feel good. So, again, be kind to your body. Work out without fluid on. And don't give yourself excuses because we all have the excuses. We can all use what we're going through but we don't need to okay and now that you're home hemo Mm -hmm. what advice do you have for the home hemo patients or even in center patients to get out there and get moving so home hemo um come on guys just go work out we have it made we have a fistula or a graft we usually don't have to worry about like a catheter or anything or getting the fluid out of our abdomen we've got it easy and the thing that people people don't realize, and this is something we, we talked about Bouillon, is that they don't know the benefits of home hemo. Your diet restrictions when you're on home hemo... Become a lot more limited. Yeah. Um, in fact, some of her... Oh, wait. Some I mean, of her clinics, they become more unlimited. Right. Some, <laughs> of her, some of her clinics that she goes to, her nurse tells her, eat some cheese. And for any dialysis patient to get that advice is absolutely crazy. And it's awesome. And Yeah, and it's awesome. She loves cheese. And, and the diet restrictions, and in fact, the diet restrictions at, of any home hemo is the, the extremely limited, those few? Few. Yeah. Um, and of course, everyone's different. But like, even with your fluids, like... I know when I was in center, I would go to the gym and I'm trying not to drink anything and I'm sweating and, you know, like that's uncomfortable not to be able to drink some fluid. So that's something to also consider. Like if you're in center, that's just another reason 
to go home and feel better and be able to drink some fluid while you're at the gym. And that's just another reason for you. And I know... That is all high five. We We are done pulling fluid. We got our high five. Yay. Um, So, basically, it sounds like the best advice is just get out there and be moving. Yep. Um, At whatever level works for you. Yep. Don't go at the gym level. Go at your level. (laughs) And I tell Christina all the time, and she doesn't listen, but... She does a little bit. She's gotten a little bit better. But compete at your level. Yep. When I go to the gym, go at Mike level. When she goes to the gym, go at Christina level. There's yep. absolutely no reason to or, be killing yourself and hurting yourself. Yeah, or even kidney failure level, you know? Like, just realize that your body's different and everybody's body different. Everybody's body is different. That's right. So, and uh, talking about... Uh, Diet, less diet restrictions and all that stuff. We're actually going to disconnect, and she's going to have some pizza with a whole bunch of cheese on it. Because I'm so excited. We do dialysis more often. We do it at home, and there's less restrictions. Yep. So definitely talk to your team, follow your your numbers and stuff like that. But uh, this is uh, we're going to wrap this up. This was the fitness episode i guess yeah so be good to your bodies yep and if you have any questions any questions about working out any questions about how to be more effective at it even even the we're totally gonna look into the supplements yeah that brie was telling us about and we will definitely let everyone know yep we will put those on the facebook or living on dialysis facebook group and or blind chick living on dialysis uh page so check it out we will put the supplements and uh this is mike and christina this is a living on dialysis podcast bye guys hey guys welcome to christina's crazy corner and tonight we have a treat it's just me and ty and moose i don't know if you can hear him i'm assuming you can because he is going crazy playing with his toy right now so here we go ty all right since we talked about crazy cat facts last time, I decided dogs. we're doing crazy dog facts this Oh time. my gosh, that makes me so excited. All right, the first one, the Labrador Retriever has been on the AKC's top 10 most popular breeds list for 30 consecutive years, longer than any other breed. Wow. I think it's because they are pretty much smarter than we are. I think they are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. Honestly. Yeah. A lot of people make me think that a lot. <laughs> oh, Tyler took it there. I did. I did take it there. <laughs> All, All right. right. Number two. A dog's nose print is unique, much like a person's fingerprint, just like a cat. I was going to say, wow. Moose, let me see. Oh, you look so handsome. That is so cool, you guys. All right, next one. 45% of U.S. dogs sleep in their owner's bed. 45%. Moose Mm -hmm. does. But he will get down and get in his kennel. That is true. But I, I, a part of me almost thinks it should be higher. Yeah, well, I don't know. Honestly, I'd like my dog to sleep with me. Like, I'd like my cats to sleep with me. I know. But, like... 
there are some people that think it's unhygienic and kind of like just gross. I gotcha. That and that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay, keep going. All right. Speaking of sleeping, all dogs dream. But okay. puppies and senior dogs dream more frequently than adult dogs. Really? So it's just like us. <laughs> right? <laughs> we lose our dreams. In <laughs> our you grow out of your dreams and then you start making new dreams. It's perfect. Though. When you're past the point of achieving those dreams. No, I think you are still capable. Don't let anyone tell you you are not good enough. Be your own advocate. Gotcha. <laughs> it's part of the page. <laughs> okay, keep going. Okay. 70% of people sign their dog's name on their holiday cards. Oh, I do. I just thought about it. I I've do. I've never done that with Tink. When we had Tinkerbell, never uh, did that with her. I do. I just did it. <laughs> like, I'm not even kidding. Like, four weeks ago, I did it. I'm one of those. Yeah, I'm not. I never did it with Tinkerbell. Huh. I did. I just didn't think about it. Now that I think about it, I probably would if I knew Future, about it. Future, you're going to do it? I don't know, but maybe. <laughs> All right, next. A dog's sense of smell is legendary, but did you know that his nose has as many as 300 million receptors? In comparison, a human nose has about 5 million. Oh my gosh, where are they all? Uh, in his snout. <laughs> yeah, you say that, but look at that cute little snout. Moose, like, he doesn't have that much room. Well, he can I guess smell. They're, I don't know. That's pretty cool, though. He can definitely smell a lot better than us. That makes me feel bad about when we're up at the property and I make him go in the outhouse. Yeah, I probably only have, like, ten receptors because <laughs> of my nose. <laughs> yeah. I can't smell, so... Yep, it's a thing. Yeah. She broke her nose doing tumbling. How old were you? I was doing gymnastics. I was like 13, 14. Yep. And the doctor said they couldn't fix it until she's 18. So she's had a crooked, sniffy nose since then. Yep. Yep. Can't breathe. <laughs> okay. All right, the next one. Rin Tin Tin, the famous German Shepherd, was nominated for an Academy Award. You're kidding me. Nope. Who was he up against? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> had to be They're a person. All dogs. It had to be a person. Yeah, it had to be. What if you got beat by a dog? I would laugh. I would kind of love that. I would love it, but at the same time, I'd be like, I was beaten by this by beautiful... a fur bag. <laughs> this beautiful lovely creature right sure in the moment maybe i wouldn't think that maybe <laughs> later i would okay okay all right dogs noses can sense heat slash thermal radiation which explains why blind or deaf dogs can still hunt oh that's incredible Mm-hmm. i bet you all hunters wish they had that <laughs> i bet i'm sure that is crazy. But yeah. They I, definitely got the upper hand. Yeah, I watched this one TikTok channel and they have a blind dog, a blind and deaf dog. So how they wake it up is they put their hand there and then it like immediately pops up. Or if that doesn't work, they like tap the ground or like they lightly tap yeah. their ear. Huh. But yeah. That's so crazy. That's actually a thing. Okay. Okay. 
Only one breed that was among the five most popular breeds in 1934, um, the Beagle, still remains in the top five today. Oh, oh my goodness. That's impressive. Beagles. I I didn't know it was you. What do beagles look like? <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not going to call out people. Um, <laughs> I was going to be like, it looks like so-and-so's dog. No, that's not nice. Um... They're just small, compact, little beautiful things. I'm Googling it. Cause okay. She's <laughs> oh Googling. my gosh. So it's the dog from Fox and the Hound. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now I understand. How I love, cute, right? I love how I made that reference to Fox and the Hound. <laughs> I like it. Fox and the Hound oh, yeah. is great. I remember learning that he was a beagle on a YouTube channel. I he, watched a video. Yeah. I'm pretty sure our friends have a beagle too. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's why I was like, oh, I can't throw that out. I remember Okay, that. keep okay. going. Okay. The name Collie means black. Collies mm. once tended to be black-faced, tended black-faced sheep. So they named them after what they took care of? Yeah, after black sheep. <laughs> Apparently. Huh. Well, Collie is beautiful, you know. Uh-oh, Moose is getting riled up by Tyler. Well, he just brought it and dropped it in my lap. Threw it in my face. Well, keep going. We'll try to stop the Moosey boy. Okay. Yawning is contagious, even for dogs. Re really? Yeah. Research shows that the sound of a human yawning can trigger one from your dog. And it's four times as likely to happen when it's the yawn of a person they know. Oh, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I'm going to sit down and just yawn at him and see how many I can get. Maybe yawn at him right now so he lets go of that hey. thing. Hi. <laughs> nope, nothing. <laughs> He's just going nothing. at it. He still has his toy. All right. Next one. The Dandy Dinmont Terrier is the only breed named for a fictional person. A character in the novel Guy Mannering by Sir Walter oh. Scott. Wow. So it's named after a literal fake person. Don't tell anybody that. That would be sad. <laughs> no. I don't want to be made up after a fake person. I mean, touche. Yeah. I don't want that. Then again, what if, like, someone names him Harry because of Harry Potter? <gasps> That's okay. That's okay. Yep, that one's good. That one's good? Yeah. That one's okay for you? Yeah, I'll take that one. Hmm. All right, next one. Dogs curl up in a ball when sleeping to protect their organs. Oh. A holdover from their days in the wild when they were vulnerable to predator attacks. Wow. He did that in my room the other day. He laid on my bed, and he circled up in a little ball. Wow. And just like tucked himself in with his tail. He does that a lot. I know. That means he thinks yeah. we're going to harvest his organs. <laughs> we won't harvest your organs, Moose. We promise. I don't know. Does he have a kidney? Probably one that wouldn't work for you. <laughs> just kidding. I'd never do that. Never. <laughs> Next one. Um, the Bazenji is not technically barkless, as many people think. They can yodel. <gasps> what? They can yodel? A yodeling dog? Apparently. 
I need to see what kind of dog do this get is. One? And like, if they're known for being silent, do they ever yodel, or is it like a once a lifetime thing? I don't know. Hold I don't on, either. I'm gonna Google what this looks like. Okay, go quick. It. Oh my gosh. Okay, what does it that look like? It actually is a really pretty dog. Why? Why wouldn't a yodeler be pretty, Tyler? <laughs> I think they all are. Oh, it's beautiful. He's like really tall. And red? <laughs> They're lengthy. Yeah. Wow. I want to hear him yodel. <laughs> we'll look it up on YouTube later. Okay, keep going. Okay, Sorry, next guys. One. The Australian Shepherd is not actually from Australia. They are an American breed. <laughs> You're kidding. Why is it named an Australian Shepherd then? I don't know. Someone really liked their accents and they were like, yep what we're going they're with. like australians remind me of this dog <laughs> yeah they saw how beautiful they were and they're like mm, yeah let's do that exactly yep makes sense all right the labrador retriever is originally from newfoundland wow what yeah so like all like the most popular dog like basically is from newfoundland that's pretty cool it's chill yeah all right Human blood pressure goes down when petting a dog, and so does the dogs. Uh -huh. I actually learned this in a show. I was watching a show about, like, getting into your pet's minds. And apparently when you pet your dog and, like, or when you're interacting with them, they basically, like, take on the same emotion as you or, like, try to reciprocate, like, how you're feeling and really? try to, like, someone, like, they really trust, like, their owner. Oh, my gosh, that's really cool. And their cool. blood pressure fluctuates with their owner. Now I'm going to love him even more. <laughs> All the time now. <laughs> right. There are 75 million pet dogs in the U.S., more than in any other country. You said pet or pit? Pet. Okay, I thought you meant like pit bulls. No, pet dogs. Okay. Wow. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt there's more pit bulls in America than anywhere else. Probably. Yeah. I would, I would say that's probably. It's because everywhere else eats them. <laughs> That's not okay. I'm sorry. That's. It's kind of true though. It's facts. Facts that we don't like. That we don't like. Continue. Don't, don't agree. All right. A person who hunts with a beagle is known as a beagler. Huh. So we can call her so, a beagler. So the guy in uh, Fox and the Hound is a beagler. <laughs> yep. You are right. It just sounds a beagler. Okay. That's cool. That sounds so bad. I can't believe they have a name for it i know okay dogs are not colorblind they can see blue and yellow i did know that one yeah only because um they have an app you can look up and <coughs> it plays dog videos so like when you leave it calms your dog down and then when you come back and you want to play with them you can make it excitement and he actually watches it because it's only in the yellow and blue Freaky. Wacky. He loves it, though. <laughs> All right, next one. All puppies are born deaf. I think that's logical. <gasps> Why? Because <laughs> they don't. Yeah, it's kind of with every animal, Mom. We... You mean we develop it after we're born? Like a lot like, of mammals do. Really? I like cats? Cats do. I just thought, like, most of the time it was your eyes. Mm -mm. Huh. Hearing okay. too. 
because a dog's sense of hearing is also very sensitive. It's not as strong as their sense of smell, though. That one's, like, the strongest. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But Dalmatians are born completely white and develop their spots as they get older. Really? Aww. (laughs) Dalmatians are so cute. It makes me want to go watch Cruella. All right. So I say that this one's going to be the last one. Okay. So, a recent study shows that dogs are among a small group of animals who show voluntary, unselfish kindness towards mm-hmm. others without any reward. This is one fact dog lovers have known all along. Yep. It's true. Aw, that's so cute. That was a good one to end with. Yeah. You did great, Ty. Thanks. Okay, thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye.